0: I had a great conversation with Gerald and Isaac yesterday. Uh, Robert Bassetta was in as well. And uh, um, as you know, this is kind of a celebration of Gerald Friedman, and I'm so glad to get your, your stories and uh, perspective I'm happy,
1: on that. happy to celebrate him, because um, he, when I was in Juilliard and we were all doing the School for Scandal, he, you know, when you're a student at any school, I guess, well, the teacher is there, he's going to teach me. He's not going to ask me, what I think he's going to, you know, and, and, a, and a lot of directors, when you're a, a drama student, say, do it like this, say it like this, go over here, do this with your hand, you know, and they, what I would call over directing. Jerry would say, what, first of all, he, he had us sitting at a table and just reading it and talking about the text for a week, which was more than we had been used to. And then he said, when you feel like getting up, get up. And then once we were all up, he said, now, when you feel like moving, move. Do what you want to do. Get in touch with what your instinctive impulse is. As, the, as Yes, as the character, but as you playing the character. And it endows and empowers the actors as opposed to uh, taking away their power. And it he teaches something that is, for me, I mean, I, I have a... I'm autonomous to a fault. I mean, I I really like to not have ideas imposed on me until I have followed my own instincts first. I mean, that's the way I've always worked. And Jerry was the one who inspired that in me. Um, sometimes I can drive directors crazy. As I say, it's to a fault. But I know that if the actor owns it, it gives him more authority on the stage, more presence, because he's not just carrying out someone else's notes, you know, or their their instructions and doing it for them. They're doing it for themselves. And if you're doing it for yourself, because it's because you've found a connection that's that's personal, it just has much more weight and the actors autonomous. Now, of course, you can become too much. You have to if a director makes a suggestion and it resonates. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's mine now i'll take that and run with it (laughs) but if you if the first you know okay you come in here and then go over here and then do this and i work still with their directors to this day that have done that i go well okay but why don't you let us just find it ourselves and then it'll be better um it'll certainly feel better um anyway he inculcated that idea early on that um made me the monster i am today. No, that <laughs> actually actually has has brought about I mean all the way to when i shoot film comedies many directors say, you know, say it a different way if you want, you know, they give you that freedom. And some of the lines that i've just have just come out of an impulse have stayed in the movie and become ironically so many people, maybe it's just my own subjective uh, Perspective, but people come up to me on the show and say, oh, my favorite line in the movie was when you say this, and I, <clears throat> it's really hard for me to say, yeah, I, I thought that up. It just came out at the moment. And that impulse comes from the fact that most people think that actors, because of the way Hollywood movies show directors directing, they say, all right, now they have a megaphone, and say, now go over here and now say this, now do this, that it's all been given to the actor by the director. And sometimes that's the case, but the collaborative directors, which is what Jerry is um, it's it's a conversation. It's and it's it's allowing the actors input. Um, anyway, he he freed me up in that way. That was I mean I'm exaggerating when I said made me the. I I will still take a direction if it's good. Um, and I've taken some that are bad too because I've also learned over the years that it's not that big a deal if I I'll give him this. <laughs> uh, and, but anyway, that's my personal experience with Jerry. That was wonderful. And then I also, when he directed Much Ado About Nothing, that I did at the Delacorte in Central Park with Blythe Danner. It was the most fun I think I've ever had. People ask me, what's your favorite Shakespeare performance that you've given? And I said, I always say, Much Ado About Nothing, because I was free and it was fun. And he allowed me to invent things that really seem to, you know, work. And when I say work, it means that it's coming it's spontaneous, it's, it's, it's immediate, it's not something that's been imposed. You can, s- you know, good actors have a technique that even if it's something has been, if they've been spoon-fed every single line reading and every single movement, they can still make it look like it's fresh, and that's, that's another technique. But my, my technique is, has always, as inspired by Jerry, and one or two others along the way, uh, is to, well, let me see what, you know, I mean, he always, I mean, he said, it's, it's in the book, you know, I, I, I let, if someone came in and watched a rehearsal, they might say, why is he letting the actors do that? It's so clearly wrong. He says, because I'm letting them sort of mush through it. Uh, and there's a, there's an appropriate time to see them. If they find the answer, oh, themselves, there's this, ah, revelatory moment. I got it. It's like, that's, they're going to own that moment in a deeper way than if it's been suggested.
0: Kind of giving you the freedom, giving an actor that freedom and that it translates into a much more powerful ownership of the, of of the, the the character and and Uh, able to transmit to the audience.
1: Yeah. They have a personal stake in it. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to showing up and I'm doing what the director said and everybody's happy. (laughs) Um, And that's fine. It's and that works for some. Um, And I've worked with seasoned actors who say, well, how do you want me to do this? And I'm like, wow. Because they're working with a director who's like letting you sort of find it yourself. And of course, you know, certainly in film, a lot of it has to do with the budget. And that means how much time you have. Uh, We can do like, you know, 15 takes and you can just kind of keep playing with it. And then, ah, or I can just tell you because it's going to, we don't have time for that playfulness. Sure. But it's that ability to play, to play with an idea, to play and to to let your unconscious start to work. And, you know, if, if you're trying to do it right, which is what happens in drama school and with most young actors, like, oh, I'm I'm going to do it the right way. And it's, there's no right or wrong. There's only good and bad. And what's bad is when you're just sort of carrying out orders,
0: <laughs> if
1: you know what I mean. Uh, he was always. Um, I will always be in his debt for giving me that freedom. Mm. When when the trick says, "Well, what do you think?" It's like, "What? What do I think? Well, it doesn't matter what I think. What? Do you, tell me what to do." But he no, it matters a lot what you think. What do you think that line means? What does it mean to you? That's that's. I was like, "Oh, you mean I'm an artist?" <laughs> <laughs> <So> suddenly, <laughs> as opposed to, "I'm just a a drone." It, it makes you a creative uh, collaborator.
0: I asked him a, a very selfish question, uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd love for you to f- flesh this out for me because I, I, he sure. he said something that, that interested me. I asked him about this quality that I love in, in certain actors who can completely you know, command a moment with just a glance of the eye. And I, I just asked mm-hmm. him how they did it, it kind of opened, open book like that. And he said, well, first, you've got to get a person open to vibrate with the character. Um, but he said that's something very separate from the technique of acting. And, and since you are, uh, Kevin, one of those actors that, that has this ability, um, maybe you could flesh that out for me just a little bit. What goes into that ability to convey, you know, so much with a, a small gesture or, or, or glance something along those lines? Is it tie in what we were talking about?
1: Yeah, I think it is because I don't think any of those moments can happen unless you have the freedom. And with that freedom comes, one hopes, trust you have to trust yourself. You have to have confidence. I've even told young actors, I said, I don't care if it's false confidence. (laughs) You can't perform (laughs) if you don't have confidence in the choices you've made or someone has helped you make, or if you're not confident even in the material. You've got to feel good about it. There's the old saw that even if you're playing a villain, you've got to love that character. You have to love it, but you have to you have to be it you't you know you don't have to, don't comment on it and don't show the audience that you're a bad person. Find out that bad part of yourself that potential for that badness or that heroic thing or that little glance if if you trust yourself enough to know how little you need to do that if you're feeling it it you you don't have to underline it. You don't have to show it. You don't have to do what we can in the profession call you're indicating. Don't indicate. Um, don't show me that you're sad. Just be sad. Hmm. And, and now part of the technique is, well, how do I access that sadness? Some people will do substitution, like I will remember the saddest, oh, the day my dog died, whatever. And if that works, fine. But to me, that even that removes you. What if you can just be in the moment? You'll be sad, and trust that, because you're. Look, it's 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 always a paradox. It's always, it's like the Jeffrey Rush character in Shakespeare in Love. He says it's a mystery. You know, how do they do it? It's a mystery. It it is a mystery, but I, I don't think any good performances come without trusting yourself, trusting your. Instincts, not, which is not to say that all instincts are good, and that I and that instincts aren't aren't improved with years of experience. Uh, I'm not saying every instinct we have is is good, and I trust a director to help me when I've gone. Oh, you know, I was just following my instincts. Well, you're not doing the play anymore. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, you've gone into another world, <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad it's working for you. But that's not. It just doesn't work for the for the scene. And you have to trust them. And that's why any good director will tell you that casting is 95% of it. If you cast the right person and you let them then create, or uh, if they go, well, this person is actually not really right for this, but I can direct them. I can direct them into this performance. I'm, I'm always leery when I hear that. Well, how much direction are you talking about here? That casting someone means you cast someone you trust and you're casting someone who trusts you which is why you have to really make sure you're quote unquote on the same page and and of that you there's a like-mindedness between the director and the actor about what the play or film script or whatever it is what it means what's what's it about and um just what are we talking about here uh, you know, some directors, especially when you're doing Shakespeare, some directors says I, I have an idea about Hamlet. It's all about his mother. I so, like, well, that's a, okay, that's part of it. But when I did Hamlet the first time, the director said to me, Hamlet is a man who takes responsibility for the age he lives in. I thought, now that's a big idea. I can get behind that. That's, wow, that's good. That's not like, I, I see it all as, it's, it's really a, an athletic event. You know, or it's all about his mother, or it really takes place on the moon, or it should be in a gymnasium, or eh, <laughs> that might work for the first act, but then you get around act three and four and you go, "Why are we in a gym? I don't get it." You know, <laughs> it's just it, this is not it's just a small idea. So that's why I'm leery of directors that I have an idea for Titus Andronicus, or it's like, well, it better be a big idea mm. and one that's that allows for play. let's find it and because the best directors and the best actors i think are the ones who are open to discoveries you're shooting a scene you're acting in a play and you go oh my god i thought it was about this this moment is not about this it's about this and even in this rollicking comedy this is a very sad moment or touching moment or even sentimental moment um and if you're playful enough in rehearsals to find those and and continuing not only in rehearsals but in performance to be open to new ideas about you know new discoveries and someone says a line a little differently and and if you're open and you really are hearing that line and that new interpretation of it, then you're gonna respond in kind and if you trust yourself enough, you'll it, it can be magical and you can both come off stage and go, Wow, that was that was new and, and very true and very very good. It really happened, and it was also absolutely right for the, for the play. Um, but we weren't intellectualizing it. We weren't thinking about, oh, this would be a cool thing to say or, or a cool way to do it. It just happened. And when you're working with that kind of freedom to allow things to happen, that's that's Jerry's way of working. Yeah. Um, so does that answer the question about why why some actors can do that? It's because they trust. They have the freedom to not just do something with, with a glance, but also do something. Jesus, that's really over the top. That's so big. That's so. But it's but it worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I hear a line reading, and I go, "Oh my God, that's." Genius! I don't know if you saw Talk to Me, Marlon. Did you see that? No, I did not. Documentary about Brando. There's a moment in it right at the beginning where he does the, the Scottish, well, I'll say it, the Macbeth speech, Tomorrow and Tomorrow, creeps in its petty pace from day to day. You know, that famous speech, and it ends with, it is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Now, that is usually done in a rather downbeat manner <laughs> that it's all that life is meaningless absurd and not uh, just an absolute horror he does this thing where he says told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing and he smiles it's like whoa and it's a little to smile on that line it's like saying i accept the absurdity of it i accept the um horror of that that i've spent my life trying to give it meaning and, it, and maybe i've been barking up the wrong tree and going down the wrong roads and it's all silly and he just smiles it was just i just thought it was genius now and that comes from years of, of experience and freedom and creativity and it could be dead wrong in another per, you know in another person's what well, that, that just ruined the whole play. When he smiled at the end of that line, you know, it's um, <laughs> uh, because, no, you know, we all bring our own baggage to things and have, nobody sees the same movie.
0: The word freedom has come back so many times, uh, Kevin, and, and I was thinking in terms of to get to that point of trust, confidence, freedom, experience, the, the amount of effort uh, that, that goes into sort of the, the the nuts and bolts of the craft is something I wanted to just touch base with you. Mm-hmm. Gerald said, uh, if you really do the work, if you really investigate, if you really put the time in and stay open, there's very little that is not possible um, right. when it comes to acting. I I don't think many people realize the amount of, I guess, what doing the work means, first off, and how intensive that is. I, I was wondering what that process, maybe even going back to your Juilliard days in your early 20s, what what that was like for you early on as you're kind of, struggling through this and what what you found uh, challenging?
1: You can do endless work. I just spoke to a bunch of acting students uh, last week about this very thing about, especially doing Shakespeare. I mean, there's hundreds of books just on Hamlet. <laughs> and I mean, I used to just read everything I could get my hands on if I was doing a Shakespeare play. And I learned over the years to edit. It's like, well, that's, That's very interesting. But this is a a scholar who's parsing this thing and pulling it apart. It has nothing to do with putting on a show. And that's where, like, (laughs) this is not usable. It's fascinating, but this isn't playable. That's one thing. But if you read some bit of scholarship that's like, oh, that sparks something um, in you that is... Usable. That's not an idea. You can't impose an idea. As I've said, but if you're playing an idea, it's uh, limited. It's not the same as playing. You know, there are many truths in in any given scene. But what's what's the most potent uh, and eloquent emotional truth? That's a discovery. That's an exploration. And you're gonna. And it never stops. There's a finite. You know, if the play closes or the you know the movie's cut together and you're not going to reshoot it, but but while you can, you 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 explore the possibilities. It's sort of like uh, I think of rehearsal is like uh, a sculptor who's he's got this big rock and he starts chipping away, and what's left. You know, a lot of rehearsing is finding out how not to do it, but at least you've you've tried it. Maybe sometimes you get a crazy idea and you try and you go, well, that sucks. I'm, I'm, okay, I know I know that doesn't work. Great, uh, but also at the, at the same time, a good director said, well, don't, don't throw the baby out with that bathwater. <laughs> There's something in there that might be, what if what is this? And if it's a if it is this convivial, uh, creative, collaborative conversation, good things can happen. But actors do tend to prepare and prepare and prepare and read everything they can read and, and stay up all night to, for weeks and weeks and starve themselves or I remember the director once said don't cause yourself more pain than you need to uh, and don't worry that you haven't suffered enough to be a good actor you're gonna suffer <laughs> <laughs> it will come don't don't make your life miserable um, do you know what I mean it's like it, it's it's learning what is the proper work to do and the work I did preparing for Hamlet is not maybe the same preparation. Uh, I remember talking to Meryl Streep right after I finished Sophie's Choice, my first film. I was going to go to the big chill. She said, well, you know, this, this is going to be different, you know. You can kind of roll out of bed and do it. You don't have to because you were killing yourself on that, uh, playing that madman. And this would be a different approach. And she was right.
0: Those were back to I forgot that, the timing of those films, back-to-back back like that. What a what a contrast.
1: Well, that's why I, I was, of course, I didn't, you know, Larry Kazin sort of had talked me into playing I said, but he's so dull. He's so kind of normal and healthy. <laughs> he said, <laughs> and Glenn Close and I kept saying, we're so, can't we be more neurotic like all these other <laughs> characters? They're <that> funnier. <laughs> he said, no, 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 this is, this is you're the glue. You got to, okay, okay, <laughs>
0: we're the glue.
1: But it, the fact that I got to play this, Whack job. Before that, I think it was a nice contrast as yeah. to just accepting, you know, accepting all the psychotic characters that were being offered to me. Like, oh, well, we know you can do Psycho. Let's do. It. Let's just keep doing that. Like, I don't want to have a career of just doing that. Thank you very much. So that yeah, that was a nice thing that that came along and that Larry convinced me to to do it because it it's like. And it's not easy playing a normal person. Um, you don't get to do, you know, wild and crazy things.
0: Well, Kevin Klein, Great. thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it.
1: My you're a real pleasure, because you seem to really not only be interested in it, but that you have some genuine appreciation for what the what the process is and what goes into, you know, making a play or a, or a movie, or whatever.
0: Well, I learned a lot. I I appreciate uh, uh, hearing from you. Oh,
1: I'm glad. Okay, nice talking to you.
0: Okay, all the best.
1: All right, good luck with the piece. Thank you so much,
0: Kevin. Bye-bye.